the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Rosca Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Rosca Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Rosca Jr. Hello, everyone. I'm George Rosca. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 148 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system. System, including the federal government intrusion into the parent-child relationship. That's right, George. You know, the Biden administration has launched an all-out assault on parental rights over the last three years. In fact, we've been talking a lot about this recently. But we actually have some good news to share with you about a vital piece of new legislation that was introduced in Congress that is known as the Families' Rights and Responsibilities Acts. Act, which will course correct many of the wrongs uh, that are affecting America's parents today. And we want to spend some time walking our listeners through what this bill means. Yeah. And, and how did we get this bill? And who's behind it? Um, well, the coalition that is behind this bill is called the Promise to America's Parents. And in fact, Protect Our Kids is part of that coalition. And we are. And it's a coalition of grassroots and and policy organizations that work to preserve the fundamental right of parents to direct their children's upbringing, education, and care through sound laws and policies like this bill um, that we're going to want to go through. But just a real quick uh, further introduction into who is and who are these people as part of the, the Promise to America's Parents, and what is that promise? Um, if you want to know a little bit more about that, <clears throat> go to our episode 74. We spent an entire episode uh, talking about this, but <clears throat> it really starts off with this promise that, that children belong first and foremost to their families. In the words of the U.S. Supreme Court, they are not, quote, mere creatures of the state, end quote. And we, we've referenced that quote many times in our podcast. Uh, The unique and intimate relationship between a parent and a child creates a duty and a corresponding natural right, and that's going to be something very important we're going to touch upon. Parental rights are fundamental rights protected by the U.S. Constitution. Um, However, courts have not really consistently protected parental rights against government interference and invasion as they should. So this coalition proposes... Uh, kind of a, a three-pronged approach here, that, that parents need laws that provide um, government accountability, choice, and transparency. So it's this acronym of ACT, A-C-T, accountability, choice, and transparency. 
And in episode 74, we talk a lot about that. But here quickly, Mark, if you want to uh, go through yeah, just, just what to, is the summary? Just the summary of the act, and we're going to get into the details. But uh, number one, the Families Rights and Responsibilities Act restrains federal government overreach by reaffirming, it's not affirming, George, it's reaffirming the role of parents to guide the upbringing, education, and health care of their children. What a concept. Number two, it also requires federal courts to safeguard parental rights with the same level of protection afforded other fundamental rights, like free speech and religion. Mm-hmm. Number three, Senator Scott, uh, Senators Langford, and Representative Fox, for step, we thank them for stepping into the gap to protect the parent-child relationship that forms the bedrock of our society. The government, George, should never intrude on parenting choices just because it happens to disagree with parents. Now and always, it's parents who know what's best for their children, not the government. So we're going to spend some time just sort of walking through this bill. Yeah, and and this bill, you know, parents sometimes just get, you know, alarmed and confused when you read uh, a law. But it's it's actually a very short, you know, 10-page document. you know, PDF document <clears throat> that that um, uh, has this entire law. Obviously, it's it's written in some legalese um, and it's formatting. Uh, but we just want to walk you through some of the sections so you hear and understand um, how simple, how common sense uh, all of this is. And and even though it's it's structured in in a legal manner, thankfully we have some very very wise uh, lawyers who who worked on this. And put this forth, but the 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 first section of the law just describes you know the, the title of it, but the second section now goes into the purposes, and here is here is the the, the first purpose and its findings. Congress finds the following: number one, the nature of the parent-child relationship endows parents with the primary responsibility and obligation to care. For their child, and this is very important because this relationship of the parent-child it predates any government. Therefore, and we come back to the usage of the of the word natural rights. Parents have a natural right to their children; governments do not. And so, we have to be very careful in what we say the government can do versus the rights that that a parent has naturally. And from these responsibilities and obligations come come the pre-political natural right of parents to care for their children. Uh, the role of parents in the raising and rearing of their children is of inestimable value and deserving of both praise and protection by all levels of government. And this right is recognized in the traditions of Western civilization and recognizes that parents have the responsibility to love nurture, raise, and protect their children. And you might say, well, George, why is this kind of stuff all written in in a law, right? Well, this context, I think, is very important. And they mention Western civilization here, I think, on purpose, Mark, because it's critical to understand that I think one of the foundational principles of Western civilization is the nuclear family. We're, we're without the nuclear family. We're we're done as a civilization, and so having that context in here, 
is is really important. And then they continue to say that the right encompasses the authority of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and health care of their children according to the dictates of their conscience, not the government's conscience, to direct the upbringing, education, and health care of their children in their own beliefs and religion and to be the primary decision maker for their child until the child reaches adulthood. And and this is so important within this context. But the last context, Mark, if you want to read this for us, is really past Supreme Court state statements about the parent-child relationship. Yeah, this is so important to understand, George. Again, these are findings from the bill, and uh, the, it, it states the Supreme Court has consistently recognized the primary role of parents uh, in caring for children, concluding the following. Uh, A, quote, the child is not the mere creature of the state, Those who nurture him and direct his destiny have the right, coupled with the high duty, to recognize and prepare him for additional obligations. And this comes, George, from a case that we have quoted many times, Pierce versus the Society of Sisters. goes back to 1925. This is not a new concept in American jurisprudence. B, It is the natural duty of the parent to give his children education suitable to their station in life. And this is from Meyer v. Nebraska, 1923. C, it is plain that the interest of a parent in the companionship, care, custody, and management of his or her children comes to this court with a momentum for respect lacking when appeal is made to liberties which derive merely from shifting economic arrangements. That's from Stanley v. Illinois, 1972. D, the history and culture of Western civilization reflect a strong tradition of parental concern for the nurture and upbringing of their children. This primary role of the parents in the upbringing of their children is now established beyond debate as an enduring American tradition. That's from Wisconsin v. Yoder, 1972. E, our jurisprudence historically has reflected Western civilization concepts of the family as a unit with broad parental authority over minor children. Our cases have consistently followed that course. That's from Parnum v. J.R., 1979. These are all Supreme Court cases, by the way. F, we have recognized on numerous occasions that the relationship between parent and child is constitutionally protected. That's Quillian versus Walcott, 1978. So we're marching up through history here. G, the Supreme Court has explained that the liberty specially protected by the due process clause includes the right to direct the education and upbringing of one's children. That's from Washington versus Glucksburg, 1997. H, we have recognized the fundamental right of parents to make decisions concerning the care, custody, and control of their children. In light of this extensive precedent, it cannot now be doubted that the due process clause of the 14th Amendment protects 
the fundamental right of parents to make decisions concerning the care, custody, of control of their children. That's Troxel versus Granville, 2000. So we're getting closer to uh, our time in history now. I, the due process clause does not permit a state to infringe on the fundamental right of parents to make child-rearing decisions simply because a state judge believes, quote, a better decision could be made. Again, that's from Troxville. Seven, some decisions of federal courts have failed to recognize the fundamental right of parents, resulting in an improper standard of judicial review being applied to government conduct that adversely affects parental rights and prerogatives. Government agencies have increasingly intruded into the legitimate decisions and prerogatives of parents in situations that do not involve abuse or neglect, but simply an agency's disagreement with parenting choices based on decent and honorable religious or philosophical premises. Nine, government's involvement in parenting should prioritize the parent's role as the child's primary educator and should support, not supplant, the parents' rights and responsibilities. Yeah, and, and Mark, this is you know this is an interesting place here to kind of stop in and comment a little bit here because as I was reading through this, it was very comforting for me because I'm not a lawyer and just reading case after case as you walk this through history there, right? The way. <laughs> I'm speechless right now. I can't understand how after hundreds of years of precedent and understanding, we've gotten to this place where all of a sudden you can trample on a parent's rights in the manner that we experience in 2024. And one of the things that I would highly encourage for our listeners to do is to actually download this 11-page PDF. You can just Google it. Um, you know, it's the Families Rights and Responsibilities Act and use these Supreme Court case quotes in your school board speeches that you're preparing. You know, go and talk to your teacher or your principal and put them on notice that, look, these are your rights. I mean, it was just so refreshing to hear and to read court case after court case over that that spanned over a hundred years apart from each other, you know. So so so, if the the highest thinkers and judges of our legal institutions over a hundred years are able, you know, across generations and you know, customs in America have changed and traditions have changed. Yet this one thing here, they've all agreed on. They've agreed on it, George. And just parenthetically, you know, some of these cases go back to the early 1920s. I think it's important to note that before then, the fact that parents were responsible for the care and upbringing of their children, including their education, was never legally debated. It was just understood. And you mentioned this. In fact, this law mentions Western civilization. This is an important point for people to make. Western civilization is based on the Judeo-Christian biblical worldview. And what we're talking about, parental rights, directly is derivative of that worldview. To the degree that this nation has gotten away from that worldview to materialism and secularism, 
comports with the challenges now that these forces are are uh, making against what what we see as common sense. Exactly. And George, before we go to the purposes, I think it's important to read these last two provisions of the findings because this sort of sets the stage for what the purpose of this act are. And I'll just continue to read. Number 10, government shall not interfere in the decisions and actions of parents without compelling justification. 11, the strict scrutiny test used by courts to evaluate cases concerning fundamental rights is the correct standard of review for government actions that interfere with the right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and health care of their children. And it appropriately balances the interests of parents, children, and the government. So before the government can step in and curtail or infringe the right of parents, they have to show a certain reason. And there are different levels of government scrutiny that have to be shown. And we're going to talk about those now under the purposes. So under the purposes of this act, um, item one is to protect the right of parents to direct the upbringing of their children as a fundamental right. And number two, while protecting the right of parents to acknowledge that the rights involve responsibilities, and specifically that parents have the responsibility for the education, nurture, and upbringing of their children as specified by all of these Supreme Court cases that we just read and have the high duty to recognize and prepare their children for additional obligations as specified again by the Supreme Court cases. So that's the purposes. Now we go on, typically laws also have definitions, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that they do because maybe if uh, Title Nine back in 1972 had this clause in there, we wouldn't be arguing over it. Um, but I think it's important, at least, Mark, to um, go over the definition of parent, child, and substantial burden. I think we could skip over the definition of government. Well, but it, it is important, George, I think, to for, for this particular law, this is dealing with the federal government. Yes. This yes. is a federal government law. So it's the United States and it's, uh, it, it, it's Commonwealth. But to your point, George, parent, the term parent means a biological parent of a child, an adoptive parent of a child, or an individual who has been granted exclusive right and authority over the welfare of a child under state law. Child is, is defined means an individual who's not 18 years, has not attained the age of 18. Um, yeah. Okay, and then substantial burden. All right, the term substantial burden, A, means any action that directly or indirectly constrains, inhibits, curtails, or denies the right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and health care of their child, or compels any action contrary to the right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and health care of their child. And B, includes withholding benefits, assessing criminal civil or administrative penalties or damages or exclusion from governmental programs. So section four now talks about the protection of parental rights. So Mark, do you want to take us through real quick? Yeah, here? This is, this is the meat of the bill here. So uh, in general, uh, number one, fundamental right, 
the liberty of parents to protect the upbringing, education, and health care of their children is a fundamental right. Now, this is not new language, George. Um, this is a new law that would be passed, but this language, as we've read, is seen in multiple Supreme Court rulings. Um, the idea that parents have a fundamental right to control the upbringing of their ch- children is not new. Number two, limits on government interference. Government shall not substantially burden the fundamental right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and health care of their children without demonstrating that the infringement is required by a compelling governmental interest of the highest order as applied to the parent and the child and is the least restrictive means of furthering that compelling governmental interest. interest. That language, George, is typically referred to in legal circles as strict scrutiny. It's the highest burden that government has to make. It makes life difficult for the government. So before you're going to step on parental rights, you have to meet this standard. The fundamental rights protected include, without limitation, the following rights and responsibilities. A, to direct education of the child. B, to direct the moral and religious upbringing of the child. C, to access and review all medical records of the child and to make and consent to all physical and mental health care decisions for the child. Now, you wouldn't think that that would be needed, but, George, as we've covered many times on these programs, um, professional medical providers and public schools are stepping in to take these things away from parental choice and making decisions on their own. And not just that, but certain states have laws that basically treat a child as an adult before the age of 18, and here in California, I, I just got my notification for my you know, second son now, who's turning 12, saying, you will not have access to his medical records anymore unless the child provides you with, you know, so, you know, according to, you know, the, the law here in California. So parents, this is, this is serious. This now becomes a, a federal law that overrides state's law. And all of those laws hopefully will, will all, you know, go away. So, you know, we're, we're running out of time here and, and probably just for the, the closing here to provide just some commentary. Um, in our next episode, you know, uh, our, for our listeners to understand, we are, Mark and I are going to walk you through some of the most frequently asked questions um, that we'll get. Like, why is this law even, you know, necessary? Well, wait up. If this is a fundamental right and if it's in the Constitution, why do we have to reiterate it uh, through a, a separate law? And so um, we, we highly encourage you to listen to our next episode as well, uh, because that one is going to be, again, very eye-opening for, for you to understand that. Um, so, Mark, that's probably all the time that we have for today. Uh, we highly encourage our listeners to please go onto our website at protectourkidsnow.org. Uh, we have a lot of information uh, that is very helpful for you, brochures, videos. Uh, these podcasts are are, um, are loaded there. Um, also, we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode that we're part of this coalition called The Promise to America's Parents. Uh, just Google that and uh, you'll be able to find their website. It's important, I think, for you to go and to read that. If you are a listener who's part of an organization like Protect Our Kids, 
um, and is doing a lot of this kind of work in your community, please consider joining that coalition. Uh, we need as many like-minded organizations to be part of this coalition of the promise to America's parents. America's parents have been forgotten. Uh, we've been beaten down. Uh, and it's time that we all stand up and defend our God-given rights to our children and to direct their upbringing. So, Well said, George. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us on Say What? And we look forward to being with you next week. You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.